0: Hello and welcome to the Nostalgia Podcast.
1: A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop cultural favorites as told through a queer and feminist lens.
0: My name is Eric Lefebri.
1: And my name is Jessica Tercero.
0: And this week we watched another show. Um, watching shows is a lot harder than just doing two movies.
1: Oh, it is. It's yeah. way
0: more content than the sum of two films, especially... Something along the lines of what we did this week, which was Speed Racer.
1: Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> um, we didn't watch the entire series. Um, I watched
0: cause... the entire series.
1: You watched the entire? Oh, no, shit. I didn't
0: watch the entire series. I was I'm like, oh,
1: kidding. fuck. Um, so, like, when, like, with Avatar and Korra, at least, like, we had seen a lot of. Like we had seen the entire show and everything. Yeah. With this I remember. Um, I remember watching Speed Racer when I was a kid on Toonami. Rain and, on
0: me, Toonami. Uh,
1: and but uh, Speed Racer was like, oh, this is this is cool. This is cute, right? Yeah. Um, and it's also uh very vintage. It had like feeling and looking and sounding too. Uh, yeah. Just everything about it to me, like, is even going back on this rewatch was charming. But going and seeing what the Wachowskis did with Speed Racer, I'm so excited to talk about that movie. Because Same. I saw that in theaters. Um, one of my friends wanted to go watch it and we cosplayed. <laughs> or, did uh, you? Yeah. Uh, so Who did you go uh, as? Trixie Obby. Oh. Uh, we love I love it. that we live well
0: because i was gonna say like i i am not gonna assume who you're going to you can go as like honestly i would have cosplayed as the car
1: oh my god i'd have just gone as a car eric that would have been so cute just wearing
0: a t-shirt that says five on it be like vroom (laughs) i'm just playing that dumb charlie xcx song the entire time on my phone at low volume everyone's mad at me Like There's this this gay asshole in the theater. I love this
1: image. Can you just like, when we do eventually go to cons together for the pod, can that be your cosplay? Yeah. I'm going to do really,
0: I'm going to do, what is it called where it's casual cosplay? Closet cosplay.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Where it's just like items of clothing that you just find and then it works for a color scheme or whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just do that, but like maybe a little bit amplified either way.
1: Inspired by. Inspired
0: by. Yeah. 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 So I've never, I've, I've never seen, I'd never seen the remake, the Wachowski Wachowski film. Uh, Although I always wanted to, it looked so cool in the trailers, but I just, I didn't have any history with Speed Racer, so like, I was like, wow, visually it's stunning, the colors are gorgeous. Uh, I would see it on that alone, but because there was not really any sort of like, I don't give a shit. I didn't give a shit about Speed Racer, so it's kind of just like, oh well, whatever. I guess I'll see it eventually.
1: For me, it was like I because I remembered watching it like you know as a kid. I was like, "Oh hell yeah, let's do this!" You know, and yeah. that was like the era when when Transformers came out and yeah. all of this. And that was like really like the big push for nostalgia, like bringing yeah. all of these things back, right? And so I was like nineteen, I think. I was like, fuck yeah, and literally in the theater i was i like jumped up and down because i was so excited when like uh at, at like these certain moments i was just like fucking go go speed racer go go and we were it, the theater was empty because nobody went to go see the fucking movie right so it was yeah. also like but for me it was just such a fun experience um you know cuz you never know what to expect with remakes right and then yeah. i was worried to go back to it because I was worried that it was like going back to these things. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, maybe not. Maybe maybe this needs to be demoted. But like, no, it. Yeah. To me, at least, it totally holds up, and um, I am so excited to talk about it.
0: It was a treat. It was a delight. It's like a. It. What I'm just. Yeah. I don't want to. We'll, we'll, we'll This dive is the in.
1: third time I've watched this movie this year yeah. This year? This year, yeah oh, wow. Okay. Well, we had our bad movie Friday nights Okay, a um, staple I know Well, we had our bad movie Friday nights And so we're like we Our theme for the weekend was cars And it was like after Fast and Furious so it's like, oh, we're going to watch this You want ridiculous, cool car fighting? Just yeah. go off, right? So we watched <laughs> it And then when you suggested it I was like, I'm not going to say no So, um, <laughs> yeah Should we just get into it
0: i'm down yeah i mean i don't want to i don't want to be a downer and be like let's get this first one out of the way but ooh, spicy let's get the first one out of the way um yeah let's jump in Speed Racer is a young, you guessed it, car racer who is quickly becoming renowned in the racing community. With the help of his father, Pops Racer, who owns the family car manufacturing business, Speed may just achieve his dreams. However, not before facing the ever-present shadow of his older brother, Rex Racer, who left the family after a near-fatal crash. What's this? Rex Racer is actually the mass driver Racer X who brings nothing but bad luck and fatal accidents to every race he participates in? And it's actually not Rex's fault, but a group of no-good doers who are framing him as a surrogate for bad luck?
1: Through cavalcade after cavalcade, conundrum after conundrum, Speed, Pops, Trixie, Spritle, Mom, and even Chim Chim gets into a whole series of misadventure that ultimately lead to the race to end all races. In the race around the world, it is ultimately Speed Racer who finds himself the winner and declares that there are no more races to be won. Go 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 go! Speed racer, go speed racer, go speed racer, go. Wow. Okay, but like he literally says, like after like that's it, I did it. Like part of the ending is, um, well, there's lots more races to be won. Let's go. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> but it was I like thought after like the this is the last race to to win all of races and now I'm a race. Did I just mishear him?
0: Car. I oh in my for some reason I, I feel heard like him they said
1: both. Because really? no, I, think... I thought
0: I thought I heard him. He's like, there are no more races to be won. I'm the winner. End of my story. And I was like, oh, that's a funny, confident way to just be like, yeah, I'm actually done here. <laughs> I'm, I'm finished. We did I it. I
1: feel like they said both because there was a lot of contradictory messaging yeah. and things in this show. Um...
0: So Speed Racer itself as a show, it is an old show. I will say overall a little sleepy. It's a little sleepy, but... Still, I think my favorite part of the show itself, the shots, the angles, the visuals. Really fucking gorgeous and interesting takes. It'll be like the most angled down shot of like an aeroplane in shadow and you're watching the the drivers drive on like a dirt path. But literally there's no animation, it's just like moving textures and backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was it like it it is such a gorgeous show. I liked how unnuanced literally everything was it just it's everything is just so incredibly matter of fact i mean obviously in the same way that something like scooby-doo was where it's like yes. is there a mystery there might be it's like or johnny border- quest or johnny or, quest yeah, yeah all the classics it's borderline door the explorer a little bit to me just in terms of it's like no nonsense rigid unnuanced. Like this character is the good one. And this character is a little bit of a bad boy. And here's the wacky sidekick. And here's the girl. Like it's just very stringent <laughs> and specific, um, un-nuanced characters. But I mean, granted, I'm saying this and somebody's probably like, you just didn't watch the show. I did kind of, um, <laughs> but I still really enjoyed it overall.
1: It is very matter of fact, like you said, and I think something that adds to that. And uh, this is definitely a product of its time. Yeah. Is just the the plot while things are moving a little bit in the background and of these things, rather than animate a lot of the a lot of the material, it was just said, you know, or it was reiterated in a way to where it's like, Oh, she's the girl, she's a girl in a helmet, you know. Like, <laughs> or like, Oh my gosh, there's sharks cut to a thing of sharks and then but like like shows like this are what really established those kinds of tropes, which I love and so I yeah. was like just eating all of this up because, ooh, so cute.
0: Well, also with that sort of like relative lack of nuance, some of the decisions that like in the last episode, the second part of it, where Lovelace and um what's his name are stranded, like their boat crashes and they're like in the water and the sharks show up as you were talking oh about sharks. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh my God. And Speed is just like, Speed is just like pulls out a knife and is standing there and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> He just jumps in the water and swims directly at the shark and just is like, stab.
1: He has <laughs> an underwater it. shark fight. And, and then you're like, like he's like, that'll give you enough time to get away. And you're like, yeah. oh my God, this it's guy the... also fight. What doesn't he do? What does it, it like? Was,
0: it was so matter Not of fact. And just like, just like, oh, you guys are in danger for sure. Let me go kill this shark. Use that shark as bait for other sharks. So that way you guys can get away. And I'm like, this is Speed Racer? <laughs> this is so odd. I don't know. It felt it felt so whimsical. That specific action was. I was just like, "What is this show? They're just they're really saying fuck it at the end of the series. This is I the mean, last they, episode.
1: They really were. It's like, okay, we have to get from California to Miami." and then it's like 30 seconds like you can't tell any time has passed we're in miami here we are but like yeah. they also did the thing that they didn't do as much at the beginning of the series where it's like they each actor has their lines to say but there are no periods there's no pauses right so yeah. like you know we got to go over there pops what do you think blah, 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 blah. like but it's it just like feels like the lines are running like a giant run on sentence um, they have
0: to go so fast
1: They really do. Unlike
0: something like modern, I know it's really comparing like apples to pineapples here a little bit. Ooh, I like that more than oranges. Anyways, um, apples to pineapples, just in terms of like style and structure, but like something like Bozburgers that like that show is quick. It is nothing but dialogue. It is constant dialogue. Mm -hmm. It is banter. It's fast. There is so much word written and it's a lot of word, not a lot of action like there's a flow to it that feels organic, but in speed racer, there are those moments where it's like, Oh, this is choppy as fuck. Like they're just get it out. Go next character. We have 26 minutes and 22 seconds to knock this shit out. Go. Mm -hmm. We have a story to tell.
1: It's just very campy. And it was very cute.
0: It's very cute (laughs) and very campy without a doubt.
1: Um, Definitely that car was built by somebody with OCD who must be prepared for literally every situation because as yeah. somebody with OCD, I was like, you know, thinking about like watching all of these different races that he got entered in and all of these different scenarios that he got himself in. Like yeah. you, you have to plan ahead for all of that. Right. And so my, my over planner brain was like, ah, yes, yes, yes. Right. Cause yeah. He had already thought about every scenario with the car. It's like, it it needs a humming beacon. Yeah. Yeah, it does need a humming. What if you get stranded somewhere, Speed? Like, clearly, you need a periscope for when you drive underwater. Absolutely. Like, this is not even a question in my mind.
0: It is a great great plot device for, like, an adventure program. Just to be like, how can we explain these different, these vastly different arrays of adventure and like wacky antics they're going to get into it's like well i programmed all of these different things into this car so this car can handle anything essentially fuck it they're in space today okay they're (laughs) at the bottom of the ocean they're in a volcano now the car can handle it stay inside the car and you'll be good you know what i mean (laughs) but but like not that's not as like a dig it's it's like i like that because it very much is just it was a very early cartoon so they really had kind of created a framework for this kind of storytelling on television just to get into that half hour of programming that they were confined to, two. although they weren't, I know that they're not like the first to do TV, obviously 60, what, eight,
1: 67, TV,
0: 67. I mean, TV'd been around for so, so long, but being one of the earlier, earlier, um, televised cartoons, I think it definitely had to work out some of the more difficult bits because animating in such a big way, more often was much harder than doing just like a three cam studio sitcom or what have you like having to plan that out and have everything ready to air especially when it's like a weekly
1: show yeah exactly
0: every week you have to have a 30 minute program (laughs) and i know obviously you're gonna you're gonna batch it you're gonna do the season and like have it ready hopefully but even then like i mean how many episodes are in a season how much how many hours is that of animation that you have to do which which makes sense for the show because there's very little animation in it generally (laughs) it'll be like a really gorgeous background and the camera will like kind of pan a little bit to the right and zoom in a little bit and then it's like somebody standing at a table nothing in the thing is moving except there's four frames of like a turn and then a step and then the mouth is just up down up down up down up down And i'm like okay (laughs) <laughs> to, you, go off get it because truly animating sucks and it's really hard so the fact that I'm like yeah you get you get the point across you're telling a story tell us the story it doesn't need to be you don't need to like a fluid 30 frame motion of somebody's foot stepping off of a fucking step <laughs> for no reason
1: absolutely I think this was also like one of the first colored cartoons on TV too Ooh. Uh, and I like and this was like because this is a japanese cartoon so this was anime before like that whole genre was like really yeah it was really like yeah. a, a, a genre which is also very cool like looking at this too like i like one of the things i looked up while i was watching it is i never realized that the letters on um uh like you know everything is like monogrammed like their shirts and everything i never realized this didn't correlate with um with their names like they normally would so it wasn't like speed yeah. or Trixie, but they actually correlate with the um japanese character name yes Gorge. um and then i didn't realize that the um, Mach five well and then i was like oh the m on there is for mach five no that's for oh god it's like mefu motors or something which is the japanese motor company that his dad created
0: Oh wow! So like I was
1: like, oh, this all that's all cool, but yeah, the characterization in this like it's it's really interesting to watch because while it's such a um, or it's not that interesting to watch, but it's interesting to look <laughs> at as like this this moment in that's, um, yes. Uh, because you really get like, this is what people thought of the world, right? This is this yeah. is what they thought of characters. This is what they thought of women. This is what they thought. So like we had a lot of moments in this series where, um, you know, I, I talk a lot about that like fake girl power kind of movement or like patronizing like views of um, feminism and stuff like that. And there yeah. were some moments where like Trixie is the one to save speed or... Uh, like, so she's not damseled like he is instead, which is kind of fun. Right. And then there's yeah. also times where she's um she, she is so down for anything. She's just like her helicopter gets shot down and she's just like, I've always wanted to know what it's like to use a parachute. <laughs> right. <laughs> like she's just like in it. And then
0: honestly, the the kind of optimism I, I, I aspire to have.
1: Uh, truly, there's like a whole episode about like a woman not being allowed to drive. Uh, there's like they're the, where they're kind of like trying they're they're presenting these ideas, um, but then they don't follow through with it, or it's um, somehow it's changed. Like, and a really good example is um, the last two episodes, right? Where um, it's the race for the world or whatever, right? And yeah, the person that's holding it is like, oh no, no this trophy is not enough. You need to like, I'm giving my daughter as a trophy too. And oh so yeah. She's
0: an object.
1: She is literally objectified by her, her, um, her dad. Right. Yeah. And she's pissed rightfully. So, so she enters the race as a man and, which is cool. Right. And yeah. she has uh, her like grandpa or whoever um, with her and they're kind of like helping her navigate. And she is trying to, sabotage all of the racers right and so mm-hmm. like it's painted in kind of like a negative light like oh no no you shouldn't do this you know but like in my mind i'm like she has every right to do this because she is fighting against like the her literal objectification and like you know her, fighting for her autonomy but then like and so she starts out fighting for herself and be entering this race and being here and existing in this space for herself to defend herself and then like by the end of the next episode because that's a two-parter she decides that she's going to finish the race for speed yeah and so she's not she's no longer doing this for her and then she's like oh well i'm gonna do everything right and buy the book and because like morals and all of this and i'm like girl no you don't need to do that like you are literally like your freedom is at stake here you know yeah um so but if they would have and sure like they do not uh, insinuate a love interest between the two characters, or that she is falling for him or anything, which I really like because which is I nice. feel I feel like especially for that day and time that would happen. Then Speed would not only have the moral high ground, but then he would also have the affection for having that high ground. Um, but he he was just like, "Hey, look, I don't like you're great and you're gonna be great for somebody, but that's not what I'm here for." And they shake hands, and it's great, and there there's none of that romance there. But again. Like just that one line of I'm going to finish this for him was like it took her autonomy away. You know what I mean? It did.
0: I think generally in the story, it was interesting because obviously that does seem like a bit of an egg leading into the we're together now, even though we just met. But I love him. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that it was in that moment, because, again, she's like doing this bad thing to him and then they get into a pickle. He saves him. and She's like, oh, should I do good now? Am I in love with this man who just saved me? Like, is that crazy? I get that idea of being like, I just nearly died and I'm kind. Am I in love with this person who just saved me? Sure. But the fact that they shut it down so quick where he's like, Nope. Congrats. Yeah. They didn't love that really for you. entertain it. Which they don't entertain it, which is lovely. incredible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard because we only watched however, like what? Six episodes.
1: No, I, I watched more than that.
0: How many did you watch?
1: Like 10?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that is a lot. I don't know. But with that, you don't like... I didn't really notice a whole lot of that with Trixie. Trixie just kind of seemed... And again, because it's because we didn't get the entire story of the series. Because Trixie really did seem fairly just... Yeah, I'm like confident and cool and Speed is sick. And I'm happy that Speed is really great and confident. But so am I. And I'm going to help however I can. Great. Well, and
1: I love that like... I mean... Speed stands her up, and it's because he's, like, kidnapped or whatever. But she yeah. goes to his house, and she's like, look, you were supposed to take me to a party. Like, she's pissed. She's there to fucking, like, she's there to tell yeah. him what's what, right?
0: She knows her worth. She knows her confidence. She knows. She's like, I'm good. I'm great, even. I'm fantastic on my own. We're together, sure, but he's doing his thing, and I'm doing my thing. If he treats me bad, I'm going to be like, hey, you treated me bad. And I-, I don't like that. I am better than the way that you treated me, so... Let's figure that out together. I also <laughs> and, loved her, right? like,
1: her reaction when she first saw um, Racer X when she was, like, just totally <laughs> thirsting after him. She was like, yeah. who is this? I was like, girl, you get that. Yeah. yeah. That's And, like, Speed is there. And he, like, he, uh, that's something else that's really cool is he doesn't feel threatened by anybody else, mm-hmm. you know, like, he's not like hey well what are you doing like none of these things that like typically inhabit um men in that sort of way maybe it's maybe it's because it's just so surface level um and that's so a, much that's, of it yeah yeah that's
0: the that's the only thing is because as much as i also want to say like yeah speed for how big of an ego he has it's not really that toxic he knows his confidence he knows what he can do and he'll like show it he's also not not afraid to like help people when it's the right thing to do or like whatever without much praise for it. It's just like, well, I just did that. So great. Go live your life now. You're fine. Like no pressure. But it could also be completely attributed to the fact that these characters are not very deep, are not very nuanced. They just exist. So it could be the robotics of character or it could be the th- the well thought and interesting non-toxic <laughs> characters of the world of Speed Racer. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. I wouldn't i I d I don't want to put it past like the creators of the show to be like, oh, you probably didn't write nuanced characters. But from a you know, a viewer's perspective, it did not seem very deep. And so for that, I do think that it is. Uh, well, and that's why like it yeah. started
1: these <laughs> conversations about like, you know, these uh like women's autonomy and yeah. um uh and all of that. But for these conversations that they're trying to have, like another one that they were trying to have was father's expectations for their sons right because like first like we get speed and he's he literally can't do what he wants to do because he's doing like all of his actions are to try to please his dad so he won't join a team even though he's very good because uh he doesn't want like he knows that his dad is not going to like enjoy that idea and more than even though he wants that more than anything he's still sacrificing that for his his dad right and then they're they're even like oh my god this is one of the funniest points um in the episodes that i saw but like they're trying to get speed on their team and they're like i'll give you a thousand dollars and then this other dude is like i'll give you two thousand what i'll give you three and i'll give you three thousand and (laughs) fifty cents it's like oh my god um But then, like, there's moments where he's going to sell his car to give his dad money to buy- build this engine. You know, he picks his daddy up from work, which is so cute. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, would pi-
0: I would pick his daddy up from work. It's <laughs> 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 so hot. It's stupid. <laughs> what is it? I don't... I mean, it's just... It's silly at this point. But, like, hot dads... Come on. Get out of my face. Uh <laughs> God. And Pops is is just anyways I'm derailing but yes um he does he does like really lovely things like it it does seem like him and his dad have like a really good relationship despite these moments where his dad is kind of like toxic and a little bit you know like there's there is obvious tension but there is obvious love there as well
1: well and I mean, I feel personally like that love is a little bit more one-sided because it's like uh, both the sons, both Speed and Racer X, are trying to prove themselves and their worth to their father. Oh,
0: like, yeah. Uh,
1: racer X just fucking leaves, right? And he will—he literally won't show his face because he has to be the best racer in order for his dad to accept him, yeah. in order to prove his worth to his dad. And like, there's this moment, too, where um, uh, I think it was like, everybody was telling speed to like stop or slow down or whatever, but he can't. And like, you know, and he can't because of the patriarchal society that he lives in and his daddy issues. Like he has to continue to push himself like as like, and get into dicey situations and like, and not turn away from it. And like everything that he does essentially is so he can get that out of way from his dad, you know?
0: And see, for me, my silly little brain looked right past all that. And was like, hi, but in like a sexy way, like hey, you know what I mean? The I just, sexy dad I way. completely, oh my god, it's too much. But yes, you're completely right. That is, they are pining for his affection, and there is this constant need to prove themselves you're for like his same. approval. <laughs> Which, yeah, t- I mean, I'll play the game. The game could be fun. <laughs> I'll play it a little bit. I'll get. A- I'm a good. I'm good. I'm good at racing. My last name's not Racer, but. It could be. I, it could be.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's let's talk about pops because, like, I feel, I feel like in this version of this show, he is just incredibly toxic, and um, his behavior and shortcomings are all just kind of dismissed because he's smart with cars or yeah. he's hot, whatever. Yeah, um, but... it's an unfortunate reality for my <laughs> brain. But like, he also like at every point shows that he values himself and his own ideas more than anybody else, or at yeah. least in the episodes that we watched, um, where, um, he, he like, fucking wails on his sons first of all like he said tells them like just because you won doesn't mean you're a racer right doesn't mean that you're a pro doesn't mean that this is what you are and he tells them that they have like no skill even if they win or even if they just make a silly stupid mistake he's like not my sons you're awful you you're trash right and One son, he fucking pushes away to the point to where he runs away, and he's never going to see his son as his son again, because his son is not allowing him that that kind of relationship anymore because he hurt him so bad, right? Yeah. And especially with Racer X, right, he cared about the car more than he cared about his son and what actually happened to him because his car was his baby. His car was what he put his life's work into and where His son was just the driver. And that's... (laughs) Yeah, and that's what he nurtured. He didn't... He obviously didn't nurture his son, right? So that's another reason why he was super pissed. And then he, like, takes out his anger on speed, again, where... He can then only practice in unsafe conditions. And and there's so so many times where like they like kind of like do that thing where it's like, oh, man, I shouldn't have done that or like, you know what? He's right, but I can't stop this or whatever, where they see what's happening. They see the consequences of their words or of their actions and like, you know, towards each other, but they keep repeating the same mistakes and they don't stop themselves because they don't know how in this is what it felt like to me.
0: Yeah, I think, I think just in the broader conversation about, like, men at large, it has more to do with, like, a lack of consequence. In general, like, a social consequence, but also, like, any sort of physical repercussions of that, even though they see, like, oh, I'm being toxic and I'm hurting these people. Yeah, but that's just kind of me, so I'm just going to keep doing it, because who's going to... I There's literally zero con- consequence for me to change, and because of the sort of male-driven patriarchal ego, it more has to do with... I'm not hurting and I'm fine, therefore nobody else is important or matters. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and it's also too like then, you know, once he does recognize like pop specifically, once he recognizes the harm that he's caused and yeah. you know, he's he just kind of expects everybody, like once he has that idea that it's just in the collective hive mind of his family, right? Because like he gets pissed off that Steve di- or Steve <laughs>
0: <laughs> Steve Racer.
1: He gets uh <laughs> Happy Doodle. Oh my god. His First fucking, cousin
0: Steve Racer. Did you catch
1: that? Like Speed's um uh Speed's alias was Happy Doodle for the race that he didn't want his dad to know that he was in.
0: No, I didn't. I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, his
1: his race alias is fucking Happy Doodle. Happy Doodle. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so dad finds out like, he's like happy doodle, the Mach five. What? No, that's speed. And, uh, he's, he literally says, I don't know why he didn't tell me. I I wouldn't be mad when he's seriously fucking mad right there and just chewed his ass out. Like the scene before And it's like, it's, it's so silly to me, which to be fair (laughs) is
0: also how I want to be with pops, (laughs) but that's besides the point. Um, (laughs) No, it's true. It's like I, he's literally reacting. The re- he is. He's like, I wouldn't be mad, but I'm mad, and that's kind of the comedy of it. That's supposed to be like the, oh, why didn't he just tell me? It's you're toxic, and you're bad, and you're bad at communicating, and uh, you're kind of a bad father. <laughs> um, you're just not good to your kids, and you're not good with anything but cars. Cars is the only thing you're good at, and you're exceptionally good at it. It's the only thing you actually love, mom couldn't care less. Your children could not care less. Anything other than the car itself and your company, like like your skill and your brain surrounding cars is the only thing that matters to you. Mm-hmm. And not being able to recognize that like just because of that ineptitude that you carry with you in every other interaction of any other thing that isn't cars, you're hurting people. You're constantly hurting people. You're constantly Letting people down. But It's like, well, I'm just, I'm just t- like, whatever. Yeah, he sucks. But
1: to the point where, like, I mean, <laughs> he hurt Racer X. So, f- and isn't he like, he's called something else? But I'm always like Racer X. That's oh, Rex serious. Racer. Yeah, Rex Racer. Yeah, Rex Racer. Uh, yeah. yeah, which Racer- is
0: kind of just the same mystery, name.
1: mystery X or mystery whatever. Um, but yeah, he, yeah, it's the same name, right? Anyway, Rex Racer, Racer X um say that five times fast
0: oh it's like it's like the same (laughs) the same phoneticism but just mixed up
1: is phoneticism a word is that a word that's incredible if oh my god Danny
0: if you're listening to this which you will be I'm assuming um I hope that's a real word should I look no I'm not even gonna look it up no I love it
1: it. I'm just saying if it's not a word it fucking should be because it sounds (gasps) very smart
0: okay somebody give me a goddamn degree (laughs) right now jesus
1: Uh, honorary degree me please
0: yeah hello i'm exceptional and young and
1: brilliant (laughs) uh anyways so racer x is traumatized to the point to where he knows that speed is going to need somebody to look after him because his father won't and can't so he can't actually detach from his family he has to stay like ever vigilant and like just kind of like watch over his brother from afar, right? And he tries to help him and get him out of the race and stuff. And he doesn't even realize that, like his father, right? He doesn't realize that his actions have consequences or like, you know, the the magnitude of his actions until after his brother is hurt by trying to race him and prove himself to him because of this whole patriarchal society that they live under, right? Yeah. Because he's still, even in trying to help speed, with the relationship that he's navigating with his father, he's still using those same tactics or those same ideas just in a different way that is ultimately still driving uh driving speed to the same conclusion or to the same point. And like, sure, like speed and I'm I'm speaking specifically about I think it's the 3rd episode where they uh go into all of these relationships or like these relationship dynamics. But like then later on, like, OK, here, you know, like even even the last point where he like, you know, he gives him the gasoline and he's like, well, you should never fucking oh, yeah. help somebody because you would have won and now you don't have a shot. You're going to die here. And he leaves. But he yeah. leaves a gas can like he can't just say like, hey, bud, I got you. Like, yeah, because I care. That's not I care how about patriarchy you works. Yeah. Right. I care
0: about you and I love you and I hope you win. Here's help. Like, <laughs> nope. It's you suck. Anyways, I'm going to be mysterious and like just fucking cry, cry. Go watch a sad movie and cry. You big baby.
1: And like he still is like refusing speed's help and pushing him away. And he's obviously afraid of failure because of like daddy issues and stuff. But like even when like he's offered help or some sort of something, he's still refusing that because he has to do this on his own, which like why? Why? Why yeah. can't you just accept help, you know? And then he, like, he sacrifices himself for speed in a lot of the same ways that, uh, yeah. It's it's just very yeah, cyclical. It's, and
0: It's cyclical, and it's also very just, I, I, I'm going to say boring just in terms of, like, as a story, it's boring. But it's also a very old story. Which, yes. Which, not to, not to give it any sort of, like, a leeway, but, like, I mean, this came out in the 60s. I'm like, I get why you're relying so heavily on some of these tropes i get it does it work today no am i interested in it today no do i think it's very boring today yes tropes tropes that is not the story itself because i do think that like i did enjoy myself watching a lot of these but yeah Just like fucking talk about your feelings guys what the fuck
1: i think these are very cute um i think it's a great watch i think some of it was just very cringy In terms of how they treat people of color and non-white characters. Oh, yeah. Without um, a doubt. It is incredibly problematic in those aspects. Uh, Like, Trixie dresses up as... And I say dresses up because it was like a costume and a ruse uh, to fool a bad guy. Uh, She pretends to be... Indigenous, Indigenous yep. American, and it's uh, very gross. Uh, and you can tell that they like darkened her skin for that too, uh, even just a couple of shades. But still, like the intent is there. And she's dirty and in rags, and it's um, yeah, it's not great. It's gross. And, and you watch, so you watch that episode, the Apache one that I mentioned.
0: Yes, it's um, <laughs> it's in the, the either way you slice it, it's gross and problematic and messy. Am I surprised by a cartoon from this time being, like, completely unapologetically racist? No. Does that, like, give it any sort of leeway? No. It I still, it, like, makes me like the show less. Just because it, like, it's it's not considerate of anything. They were still painted as villainous, and that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. Of, like, oh, we actually have to save, like, this week's baddie is, you guessed it, Native Americans. And you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> cool i don't know like this is kind of fucked not kind of it it's it's very messy
1: i mean because they're also just protecting their land too which makes it yeah. even grosser. well it's, it's
0: it's framing the sort of hero as um the ones who are trying to take or at least use part of their land and the only reason that they're considered bad is because they're attacking rightfully so which is just the greater conversation about colonialism at large mm-hmm. especially within north america but Yeah, I mean, that one I I will say I did very much kind of zone out on because I just – I wanted to know that it exists just Mm -hmm. so I can, like, realistically shade my brain in, like, oh, yeah, Speed Racer includes this. Um, I didn't really pay attention that much after a couple of those moments because I was like, well – I don't really need to ingest this. Like I know that it's being messy and I know how like the villainy of the way that they're painting these natives, the 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 way that they're doing it. I'm like, I get it. I hear it. I just need to know that it was done. I don't need to like, I don't need to watch this. I don't know. It was.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, absolutely. It's gross. And it's like. Yeah. Uh, that also, like you said, like because um, I read the synopsis for that one. It was a just an episode of the week like it had no consequence on yeah. the main story or anything exactly and so like to to throw an entire people in as the um as the villain as the point of conflict for a story in which they you know have a 100 percent rights in
0: yeah um, it was it was just it was like it was just so inconsiderate
1: that's a good way to and, put
0: that. Yeah. Just like a complete lack of recognition of the humanity of an entire populace. I know that this, this is a Japanese show, but it, well, but it did feel very American that way. There just was an its,
1: American version of the show. There was, yeah. but I know
0: that this one was from the Japanese show.
1: Yes. This was the Japanese yeah. show. Yeah. Um, um, it's so, I didn't realize that there was an American remake of the cartoon. That's like a night it feels like a <laughs> 1950s one
0: but it's from the 90s, right?
1: Yes. And then yeah, there's okay. like a Racer X cartoon and then there's like there's a lot of there's a lot more Speed Racer than I thought there was going to be. The
0: the Speed Racer universe is huge. Well, I, yeah, I just I I feel like Speed Racer is a big big deal for especially people like like boomers largely. I imagine so. I don't know. I'm just so young. I have no idea.
1: Oh my OMG. Yeah. What's a baby?
0: What's a drive in? <laughs>
1: um yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really have a lot more to say on this one. Um, I'm
0: hundred percent cool jumping into the movie because the movie's sick.
1: Yeah. I mostly want to talk about the movie, but I do think um. I do think having this sort of context as to where this came from is uh, interesting moving into, is fun moving into the movie.
0: Yeah, I agree. So. Shall we? Let's dip in.
1: After the tragic death of his brother, Rex Racer, Speed Racer is here to ensure that the Racer family name continues to leave a shimmering legacy for the racing community. The racer family is quickly approached by Arnold Royalton, owner of the conglomerate Royalton Industries, about signing with his company to ensure the Grand Prix Trophy stays within the walls of his company. After a lavish presentation, Speed ultimately declines the sponsorship and Royalton vows that he will lose everything for his unwillingness to partner. Oh no, Royalton is suing the Speed family as retaliation. What are they going to do?
0: In walks Teo Togakon, who claims to have evidence that will tank the name of, the Ro- of Royalton Industries. With the help of masked Racer X, they team up for the Casa Cristo 5000 to help get to the Grand Prix and bring down the bad guy. What's this? They win despite all odds, and Tokakan double-crosses the Racer team, and now there's no hope? And is Racer X actually Speed's older brother, who faked his own death and had facial reconstructive surgery, to be a masked Crusader? Yes and yes. Not to worry. Togakon's sister, Hiroku, steals the invitation to the Grand Prix and gives it to Speed. With very little time and everything stacked against him, Speed wins the Grand Prix, Royalton is put behind bars, and all is right with the world. Go, 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 Speed Racer. Go, go,
1: go, Speed Racer. Okay, first I want to start this off real strong. When Speed gets knocked off the mountain and then fucking uses his spikes that to was climb up the fucking mountain that's so, the point in the theater where i jumped out of my seat and just started go speed screaming. go speed go speed go speed because i was so fucking amped and so pumped for that and i feel like that was just like perfect
0: this it's movie not- is really good just from the beginning it's like a kid in his class doodling and then he's like daydreaming but with the doodles as like the animation around him also lazy town fucking who this movie stomps all over that that aesthetic (laughs) i know they did it first i don't care fucking stomps. Okay,
1: and, crushes and it looks the idea. so good because so much of this, it was basically all that's shot like all green in screen. green screen. Yeah. But, like, it feels like an anime where, like, the head yeah. is talking and behind them is the thing, but then that's also, like, their head go- moves across the thing and then here's a different scene. Like, that is 100% anime. So they yeah. used all of these anime uh, tactics, like, in <laughs> CG, which fucking worked for me so Vis- good
0: visually it's impeccable it's stunning like all of the shots it kept me so interested the first like I, I don't know if it would even be considered act but it's like maybe the good first 20 minutes of it when speed is doing the race and he is racing against his brother's time and there's like the ghost car that is like his brother's legacy who he's racing against and then ultimately hits the brakes when he's about to be his record to like save his brother's legacy which was just like he looks over and he sees his brother's like hologram and then the tear Ugh. falls and then he hits the break. I'm like, this movie is so intense already. What? Excuse. And they're saying so much already in this. So as that's happening, you're getting like, it'll be like camera pan to Christina Ricci who stun as Trixie. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then God. it's like, as this what whole heck? race is happening, then you find out that she's the girl in his class and they do the whole backstory for almost every character during the scene of the race. As this is happening, you're learning about Trixie. You're learning about Speed. You're learning about Pops. You're learning about Mom. You're learning about everybody.
1: About Rex. Ab- about ab- about yeah. Rex.
0: You're learning everything in the process so that way when he finishes the race, it makes sense why he lets him win. He lets the, he like loses the time essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Within the within the span of that race, it's done. We have all of the context we need for the rest of the story to take place. We understand motive. We understand dynamics. We understand character. We understand everything to move forward, and then it just does. Like, what a perfect way to set up this movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's setting up these really big, heavy things where (laughs) like, but in like this incredibly fun and like relatable way. Because like, Mm -hmm. this whole fucking movie is about speed and how he engages with the world based on his relationships with other men usually about the main character i have like maybe half a page i have like two fucking pages on speed and his relationship with other people because truly like we don't get this kind of writing a lot especially on characters and especially like when they're young men and talking about their idols and their father and their brother and all of these different influences and how these how these people shape who they are. Like, usually I don't really – I'm like, okay, cool, father, son, story, whatever. I think that this one was absolutely incredible. This is probably my favorite ever because it is literally – it really leans into the cyclical nature of relationships and trauma and shows – not only just shows, like, how history repeats itself in these scenarios, but it shows how to learn and grow. Who the fuck would have expected any of that, right? Like –
0: within that pressure it also goes into a little bit more in a little bit more detail with rex just like he's trying to bounce from this family (laughs) so much so that he does full facial reconstructive surgery so on top of the pressures of like his dad and like that whole thing the toxicness of like that kind of masculine figure this father figure who kind of loves cars more than his own kids although in this one It was a lot less of that, which I appreciated. Still there, still present for sure. But there were moments of like, I love my kids. I actually love my kids. Like when Rex dies at the beginning, it's very clear. Like Pops almost gives up everything. Like he shouldn't have been there. I shouldn't have made him do that you see that on his face you see it on his face and you also
1: hear that in like he literally talks to speed and he says i didn't know if i wanted salt on my eggs i didn't like nothing made sense in the world and And this grief you see how this event and this grief and all of that literally shaped this whole family and it's also never forgotten and it's never smoothed over and it never resolves right it's just there and you deal with it and you get through it by talking these men fucking talk and have a conversation yes. about feelings, about deep fucking feelings.
0: Pops, hearing this conversation, why why Pops doesn't want Speed to go to the Casa of 5,000 or whatever, him being like, look, I can't lose you too. I love you so much and you matter the most to me. And that's why, like, I'm sorry. It's hard for me and I know that you want this, but I cannot in good conscience say yes to that because you matter more than this race. And it's like, yeah. Okay. Excuse me? John ig- Goodman?
1: Igno- oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> like truly everybody was fucking perfectly cast perfectly in this cast. film. Um, but like yeah, he says when speed is leaving like that specific scene We've seen this exact scene the exact same way play out with Rex, right? When he literally tells him, like, you know, you're selling out, you're leaving me, don't turn your back on me, you walk out and you're never coming back, where he's using intimidation to try to control his son to get what he wants, but that ends up pushing him away, right? And then we see shot for shot exactly what happened with Rex, and in this moment, like, Speed is going out the door and he says, hey, like, very calmly... Before you go, I have some stuff that I want to say. I'm not going to stop you. Like, fuck yes, you learned. You learned he how learned. to talk and you learned how to listen and be there. And he has this like moment. And this isn't the only moment that he has with his son where he's he's super real about that, right? But he says, yeah. like, he straight up says, I'm sorry. He says, I'm proud of you because he stood up and did what you thought was right. I saw my son become a man and that's not meaningless. Um, where like, you know, giving him that agency and saying like, you're not a boy anymore. You are a man and I'm here for you and I respect you. Um, and then he says, yeah, I, I thought I was going to lose you too. And he says, I didn't lose Rex here. I lost him at home. Like, I understand like this is what happened. And the door is always open for speed no matter what. Like, And he, yeah. he tells him that straight up. And like what that does with him inviting him into the conversation, he allows speed to open up and say, dad, I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what to do. And so by that simple act of bearing this, like, you know, and, and giving this validation to his son who desperately needs it right now, right? They're able to sit there and talk about their grief and work on things and be honest and open with each other. And then also, like in this moment where like, I mean, I'm sure you have things to say about this too. But the other fucking <laughs> cool thing about this is in that moment, Literally everybody else is on the other fucking side of the wall listening to this, right? And in most stories, like, that, that's a trope where, like, everybody would be pissed, like, oh, I can't believe you were, oh, I'm so embarrassed, right? But they don't do that. Everybody was listening, right? And they're like, well, and... There's no anger, there's no shame, there's no nothing because it is okay to have feelings and to talk about them in a real way and it doesn't matter who sees that and it doesn't matter yeah. who hears that because feelings are not something to be shamed about.
0: Yeah, he's not hiding it. He's very it's oh! just it it is it was such a I was so impressed. I was so impressed with that whole it was like such a 180 and also what a lovely redemption for a character who is otherwise trash. Just in the in the general IP of everything and I mean maybe that maybe that flustered some people a little bit who are really into speed racer but like the nuance of it the intent the like very specific I've thought about this like again the moment when he's walking out the door and he's like I have a few things to say please hear me out I've thought I've learned I'm better now gorgeous
1: and then there's even a moment where pop's comes in thinking he's left supportive, right? Where he's just like, he has this moment where he can push Speed away where he finds him at the other race or whatever and he's fucking pissed and they're talking about it. But they're talking about it. And yeah. he's, you know, and even if he's angry and he's upset, he's upset because Speed lied to him, right? And he's also upset, obviously, because this is the where he thinks Rex died. yeah, um, But... Like he just still goes. There's so much more that's there where it's not just he's pissed and being like a macho man. He's dealing there. The whole family is having to really actually confront their grief in a very real way. Like once when he gets into that cave, like you hold your breath because you're like, oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, he like even though he's angry, even though he's upset, he just still takes the fucking wrench and he goes and works it out. And he's like, I don't like this, but I support you and I'm going yeah. to do this. And that's the other like the the first piece of, of advice that we hear pops give to Speed is it's your decision, Speed. Be your own person. It's your decision. I love yeah. and support you no matter what. Which and just is so and, cool,
0: and, despite despite his grievances and saying, like, look, here's why I don't want you to go. And here's why I think you shouldn't go. I care, and that's just my opinion. But at the end of the day, you have autonomy. You're your own person. You're going to do what you're going to do. I'm just going to tell you how I feel, and you can use that to influence your decision or not. It's your decision. Do what you will. And the fact that when he does find out that he's already gone, despite the deception, when he finds out, he still goes. He's like, well, he's made his choice, so what can I do now? I can go and be there and be supportive. So, hey, say my worst fears do come true and all the bad things do happen. I can be there with him for it. And that's the choice I'm making. And then when he gets there, he does a very conscious thing where he does not center himself and his feelings of betrayal. Where I feel like most of these, like, kind of shitty dads or shitty dudes in general would reluctantly go to be like, well, I have to be here for my family. But the whole bit would be remember how you did this bad thing to me and my emotions. My feelings were hurt and you betrayed me and I feel bad. Focus on me, let's center me. In mm-hmm. this moment where you have to focus and you have to work on your thing, I'm the most important person in the room because me, me, me. And it doesn't happen like the night when like the ninjas are going in to the room. It's it's in that moment where it's like, oh, okay. He comes in and it's not like, what's happening? I told you it would be dangerous. I told you people would try to kill you. It's cool, we're fucking people up now, great. Mm-hmm. like. There is no – this isn't new information. We knew what this was. I'm taking that and I'm saying, cool, let's do the best we can and let's survive. There's (laughs) nothing
1: that he wouldn't do for his son and for his family, including swallow his pride. And do like literally whatever needs to be done. He is there to support his kids now, which is awesome. And even in front of Royalton Industries, right? He's not afraid to be honest and vulnerable in front of like this person that has like literally the most out of like, you know, everybody and everything where he says, like, I'm intimidated. You work outside the rules. You have too much money. I love my kid. I married my best friend. But whatever my kid wants to do is like, this is where I'm at. And this is where I stand. And he's recognizing these feelings within himself rather than trying to showboat, rather than trying to to set an unrealistic expectation for how men are supposed to be in these scenarios, right?
0: And I also want to bring up, since we're on this topic of, like, the way that men react and all that stuff, Racer X or Re- Rex, his mm-hmm. whole storyline and how it ends, were like, when when Speed is like, I've raced against you, you are my brother, I know how he drives, you're literally him... It's ah. not a joke. I know it's you, Queen. Take off your mask and he takes it off and it's not his brother. And he's like, Well, what the fuck? He's like, Yeah, I'm sorry. I know that, that this must suck for you, but like I'm not him. And then later it's like, I actually got facial reconstruction surgery because I'm trying to bounce. And then uh what is it, Royal was it Royalton who asked him? Like, do you regret that choice? He's like, I made oh, a choice. Oh no, it's
1: inspector detector.
0: Yes, 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 yes. He's like, Well, I made a choice and he's like, Do you ever regret that? He's like, I don't really consider that. Yeah, I, he's I, just I like... made it and I'm not going back and there's no way I can go back. So why would I even spend time considering that whether it was the right or the wrong choice? And I think that's interesting because it is like this growth that he's already seeing in some capacity because he's not there like all the time. But like seeing his dad react this way to his son, seeing all of this growth, th- seeing these things that he never had, recognizing that that stemmed that learned behavior and that learned action was from this really tumultuous, really bad thing that happened and that he sort of catalyzed because he needed to. He needed to leave, recognizing that, like, this is what I always wanted, but even if I went back now, it would rupture kind of that idea.
1: It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. Recognizing that even though that's what he wants, that that's not his place. That's anymore. not his place.
0: And, and I think he's there's not going to destroy
1: a... that for anybody else.
0: Exactly. There's a level of recognition that is like, what would Pops think if I was like, yeah, that's actually me and I faked my death? How would that change? I mean, Pops it was changed forever in that moment. Like, he would feel so betrayed. He would, what would that do to the family? What would that do to him? Like, recognizing that, like, just because I now see the thing that I wanted the most doesn't mean it's for me anymore. Another good example
1: of men not centering themselves.
0: Exactly. Exactly. He's, he's intentionally being like, I made this choice. I'm not going to go and like blow all that shit up. I'm going to just go and live my life because I made the choice and it's done and I'm not going to move backwards. People are growing and becoming better in this situation, whether, whether the choice was good ethically, morally, whatever, because it's kind of fucked up and weird and bad, but it's also tumultuous family. Like I understand it, but knowing that like he's better and his dad is better and speed is better and their mom is better. Like everyone is better. Mm-hmm. It's like, just let, let, let us all grow individually and independently.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not going to
0: go back and try to take this thing that isn't mine. Not everything is for yeah. me and I'm not trying to change that.
1: Yeah. And I think there's, there's so much power in that. And I think Truly, even yeah. like, I like the, the male relationships in this just, fucking blew me away like even like going back to what you were saying where like speed is like smart and it's like yo i know you're my fucking brother i know you're my brother and it's not like this whole like hey well he's just like you know he like throws off his helmet or whatever and he's just like look you're rex i fucking know it i know how you drive it has been how many fucking years, and yeah. he still can recognize how his brother drives and his moves and what he does. And so that's just another way that they, that the the writers, are so fucking smart in how they how they weaved just how important Rex was to him and how like that true deep connection that yeah. Speed felt with his brother. You know, like and they they honored that that.
0: opening scene yeah
1: yeah and they honored that without and let him have agency in his story by saying like look i know this i fucking know this and like sure like rex still you know didn't center himself and even though speed thought that's what he wanted like that that wouldn't necessarily have solved anything right that would have made him uh, if rex had in that moment been like Yeah, I changed my face. It's a whole thing. Like, his whole vision of life would just be, like, it would have been a completely different movie because Speed would have fucking spiraled.
0: Yeah, everyone would have spiraled. It would have been, like, how is this possible? Like,
1: and even in these moments... And how could you do this to me? And how
0: could you have done this to us? Like, fuck you. You're the worst. That's awful. But even with this, like, convincing suspicion that speed has he's knows he's convinced and i'm sure behind that there's a level of doubt but within that he's confident that's his brother i know it i'm kind of mad but i'm also unsure all of that brooding tension that's like not really spoken but like understood in this mm-hmm. moment even with all that i don't know the characters are just so uh, they're allowed to ex- they're al- i don't know the characters are really well written <laughs> in this movie and then even Trixie. I love Trixie in this movie. Trixie like,
1: was so incredible. She was um, great. Like
0: the moment when they're in the car and he's like, well, you're not going with me. She's like, well, first of all, I'm my own person. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Secondly, <laughs> I am going with you. And thirdly, if you tell me I can't, I'm going to tell your dad and you can't go either. So what do you want to do? <laughs> he's like, I guess you're coming with me. She's like, yep, I am. I already told you that. Thank you. And then <laughs> and you're she's like,
1: just okay. like, um, so super, super famous race car driver. You should probably come over in here and kiss me. And he's yes. just like, and she tells him what she wants. And like when he doesn't get it, she's like, <clears throat> and he's like, oh, okay. Like also, our fucking introduction to her was her punching a mini Karen in the face. Yeah, fucking great. After and saying
0: the R word, she's like, yeah, that's cool.
1: Yeah, fuck you, you, asshole.
0: That what a great introduction. She and is then so... she's like,
1: her. Entering the race as Toga Khan and like driving and just fucking literally kicking everybody's ass. And Speed is like, look, it's dangerous. And she's like, what the hell? Like, uh, what? It's not dangerous for you. Excuse. And she calls him out on that right away. And she fucking drives circles around all of those fucking people there. God. Yeah. Bitch she's, she's
0: she's the coolest. She's so realized and, and good. She's such a, a a good interpretation of who this character is. Because we do get glimpses of that in, like, the show. That level of, like, oh, I'm capable. Yeah. I can handle this. I know what I'm doing. I am just as important as you are, but I'm in control of my life, and I know that. And here I am. So, like, in this, truly, when they're going up the mountain, like, curve to curve, and he's trying to tell her, like, hey, be careful. She's like, shut the fuck up. Like... <laughs> We're both here doing this scary, dangerous thing, but like, do you think I can't handle this car? Donut, donut, donut around him, and then they're off. And he's like, "Okay, fine." Like, it is such a great way instead of just being like some monologue about like girl power, girl boss, whatever. Weaving that kind of feminism into it without it being just like see feminism. It's just like no, it's a real. It's a realized character. She's real. She exists. And she's also confident, but that and that's just a part of the complexity that is Trixie. It just is, and I love that. I love it so much. I love how it's presented.
1: I would have loved more of her, honestly. Same. Um, she
0: wasn't in it enough.
1: I was absolutely hoping this would have a sequel so I could see more Trixie. And so, because, like, this is very much um, Speed's movie, and I wanted the next one to be him and Trixie's movie. Like, I yeah. wanted her because i mean like some of the best moments first of all her fucking outfits were so fucking cute just like every time she was on screen i was just like be my girlfriend i love you (laughs) like oh my god but also
0: because of this movie christina ricci is going to be in the matrix ah! four because i mean i'm assuming because of this connection i'm sure she knows the wachowskis just in general but
1: she's just perfect just incredible christina
0: ricci is so fucking cool no, no, no. I'm I'm literally obsessed with her
1: <laughs> because like I remember I hadn't watched the series you know before um, watching the movie in theaters again right or, or watching the movie in theaters when it came out and I remember what's so cool about her specifically was like oh this is absolutely Trixie. Like, oh, this is absolutely... Like, with there was not a doubt in my mind with any of the casting or any of the way that any of the characters were written. Oh, no. um, But especially Trixie. Trixie, I was like, this is Trixie. This is fucking her. And she just had... She had so much agency and just kicked so much ass, and like also the moment where she like hugs Haruko. Oh my god, I was like, oh, female friendship, we love. Let's let's have. Yeah. Let's let's see more of this. Well,
0: also she's fucking awesome. The fact that she's like, yeah, my brother sucks. He double crossed, but he has his reasons. Also, anyways, besides that, he wasn't gonna race anyways. I don't know if you guys knew that he wasn't gonna do it. That was his choice. So this is a wasted ticket. Please go and use it, and please ruin this guy's life. Peace. <laughs> and they're like oh my god then she's like please stop i have to leave now i don't want to get caught right <laughs> now i don't i like i'm doing the right thing and i know that you know that we don't have to talk about it
1: bye and she literally <laughs> says hey i'm not my brother right yeah like yeah. i'm sorry what my family did is not cool also i studied the rules and this is allowed so you should do this and she tries to call out her her dad and her brother on their bullshit, right, on what they're doing. And they're just like, whatever, it's family or like, you know, shut up. But she's just like behind the scenes making up for the crappy things that they do to others, you know, and that yeah. they're doing for money and everything. And I really liked her character. Same. <laughs> I mean, again, we got like three minutes of her. But like, I would have liked to see her have a little bit more agency- Outside of just that one scene with Speed and everything. Yeah. Like, she couldn't be herself, you know, but I, like... But I
0: think that's what this movie does so well is even with... Because it's a bit very big cast. Like, you have a lot of people who have pivotal moments like uh Horoku, tokakan, Like, all of these other characters who play really big parts in it but only exist for like 10 minutes, kind of including mom, like, but everyone gets their moment to shine and to express like their fully realized character development in these gorgeous little ways. And I think that that's, this movie excels so clearly in allowing in the two hours and some change that this movie is those moments for these characters to really show, like I am real. I am realized I'm here. Everything is nuanced, including me, including choices, like, Toka making that choice i think there was some nuance to um what's his name big baddie victory yarn what is his name
1: um the royalton
0: royalton victory yarn yeah sure um there's like nuance in like obviously he's really bad and shitty but i think that stems from like sickness like mental sickness that he has and it like shows through this like need to win this need to this like capitalist ego that is non non stop right like we're getting these glimpses it's not just oh this character is good and this character is bad which i mean obviously for anything any story that is good most of them have that but i feel like it is exceptionally performed and portrayed in this one in this movie specifically like It's really good. It's a really good movie. (laughs) It's so
1: good. Um can I talk about another thing I loved about the women in this movie? Mm -hmm. Um I drove steam trains for a long time and I got like greasy and dirty helping like doing engine stuff. But I loved seeing mom and Trixie in their coveralls with like a little grease on their face, like helping out with the car to build the car because Everybody in that family has to be so fucking capable to build an entire car from scratch in, like, 32 hours or whatever the fuck it was. But I loved that it wasn't just, like, Pops and Sparky doing it. I loved that it was a family affair and that, like, Trixie—that we—they specifically made sure that we saw Susan Sarandon and uh, Christina Ricci— Helping and not just making sandwiches or like you know like doing something with like the interior or anything like they were yeah getting in there, and i I love that
0: it's a family affair for sure,
1: it's just like this this small little thing. um I do want to talk about the mom, uh-huh, I think a big part of the reason why pops was able to have such growth in the way that he grew obviously from rex's departure and now to s- speed and where he's at is uh is because of mom and because like and and pops says it quite a bit where he's like you know your mom usually stops me from making an asset of myself you know blah 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 but she's always reminding everybody like Spritel hangs up the phone on the person that's like trying to like call for speed and he's like she's like hey That's for Speed to decide that you don't get to make these decisions for other people like other people. Like so we see her even teaching the next generation to be kind and to be thoughtful and to allow people to have like agency. And then she I mean, the whole monologue that she had with Speed was incredible Um, where she tells him she's telling him because he's like worried like, oh, everything sucks. Everything sucks. She's like, when I watch you do what you do, I'm watching you make art. It's inspiring and even though I'm scared sometimes, you take my breath away and I, I'm just impossibly proud to be your mom. And I was like <gasps> like I fucking cry every single time I see that. Yeah. Like every time because goddamn
0: They are well, her and Pops are both such good parents in this, in a way that is not exemplified in any other capacity from what I've seen of Speed Racer. The dialogue is so thoughtful. It is so considerate, and like really does take into account action and intention of like, even if it's written like he hangs up, like sure, truly that moment of hey, let him decide. That's his. Mm -hmm. Don't take that from him and make a choice for him. That's a choice for him to make. Give him the chance to do that. It's not nobody's coming in here and ruining your life or making choices for you. And like, I just what a treat and I mean our first introduction to her truly it also um when she's in the uh, principal's office or the the teacher's office or whatever (laughs) yeah the looks that she's giving this teacher when she's being like kind of like sideways a little bit about speed I just I love like where's your
1: husband like oh we're gonna go that route how (laughs) like
0: oh okay that's actually not who I am so thank you and please step back I appreciate that
1: also it's really interesting to think about other women in this film, right? Because, I mean, yeah. uh, the principal is one person, but, like, the, the other women that we see in this movie don't really have lines other than Heroku, right? And all of those women are centered, like, they're either, like, hanging out with like the uh the racers in royalton's thing they've got the manager they've got the art the arm candy for when the racers get out of their car you know um this is what we see other women do here and they're over sexualized in every single part like yeah. there's the leotard, the like little honeybee looking thing. There's um Royalton's like personal assistant or whatever, who has like these slits that are like way too high and all of her cleavage is hanging out. Right. There's all of the women that are like, you know, there's like four women for every one racer in that like clubhouse thing uh, yeah. over at Royalton. Right. And so like, it's, to me, I thought it was also really thoughtful of, like, while we're talking about, like, capitalism and, you know, reward and who's allowed to have access to things. And also, like, what you expect of, of others uh, that, like, the only time that we really saw women, like, kind of over-sexualized in that way or, like, objectified was in and around capitalism and in and around those that gladly participate in it. I don't know if that it was intentional but I thought that was cool
0: I feel like it was because of how autonomous and realized these other women were to see them presenting how most films in general or most stories depict women in that way and tying it directly to the evil of capitalism and of greed in that way and tying that to the villainy of that mentality being like yeah that all kind of goes hand in hand capitalism and misogyny and patriarchy is all kind of like intertwined in this really gross stew of toxicity. So let's portray that.
1: I will say that I do wish that there were more female racers, the only racers, female well, racers I that we saw. I loved them.
0: I loved them.
1: But they were the only racers there yeah. and they were all dripping in pink and bribed with diamonds. And but, and again, like going yeah. off of that capitalism thing, yes, yes, 100%. But I would have liked to see more than just three women for 30 seconds
0: the twin whoever it was those pink cars where they're like dripping and stuff i was obsessed because again <laughs> to me i know that it's like very tropish and typical obviously pink obviously sex like their whole vibe is like bikini and like whatever but it's the fact that it's like hot pink sex coupled with violence <laughs> i for some reason am obsessed with this <laughs> so like them being so like malicious and aggressive in their cars next to this like pink feminine fantasy i'm like that dichotomy is gorgeous and i'm obsessed i can't (laughs) get enough of it it's like what a treat and then the car like flips and even underneath the car it's like this spray paint painting of a girl in a bikini and i'm like stop too much (laughs) i mean granted if there are more racers that would be sick but because even even trixie's car was pink right
1: Mm mm-hmm and her helicopter.
0: So, and her helicopter was also pink. So there was and a little the, bit of Everything
1: like, that she wore basically had a pink element too. It yeah. Which that also played, like, uh, at least that color choice for her wardrobe played well into as an homage to the anime, right? Yes. Exactly. Um, yeah. And I feel like they, they kind of stuck to those color profiles. So I wasn't as they mad did. about that, but I was just mad about everything being so hypergendered. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I wish they would have played with it a little bit more.
1: I do also, well, I guess I just, I want to talk about Speed and his relationship with people, with everything, mm-hmm. like, and how, like, it's all shaped him. Like, I I already loved this movie and then I was going through and I was, like, organizing my notes and I was like, holy shit, I fucking love this movie. Like, because, like, truly, like, we get to see so so much growth in Speed and from his dad and all of this. But, like, you also get to see, like, how everybody in your life and especially the people that are closest to you and around you how they really shape your worldview and how they shape um who you are and who you are like who you grow into right and how how important it is to surround yourself with good people so like rex he gets his love of racing from him and you know all of that his dad like he is able to talk about his feelings from that right and he has like a good blueprint of what masculinity looks like when you are being vulnerable Mm -hmm. and then from his mom he learns how to like deeply love right and from trixie she is there like whenever he starts to doubt himself she's just like hey whatever Royalton says, this is, that's not what it is. Racing is just racing. It's for fun. It's this, this isn't what it is to you. And this is, you you don't have to buy into his perception of what this is supposed to be. Right. She's there to like remind him that he's driving for himself and like, and she's got his back. Like at every single point, these people have his back, you know, and it's only when he starts to get involved with people that are, really trying to use him and being just awful and toxic that he then starts to like doubt himself and his whole worldview and how like something like that can really just shake you to your core, you know, like he, like that moment with his dad was so pivotal watching that race and for Royalton to just say, Oh yeah, that was fixed. Like that was that moment shaped his entire future And so for him to find out that that was fake, then he has to re-examine what his entire life is based on and reform that relationship with himself and with the joy that he found within racing and the joy and connection that he found with his dad and with his partner and with all of this. And so, like, realizing that even though something is fake or something could be harmful or problematic, like, those feelings and memories that were based off of that like that still is valid you know and i don't know i think there's just something really cool about all of that
0: well yeah like just to add on to what you were saying about those unique and interesting looks into how his relationships or how his like how he himself is shaped by the the relationships that he has like obviously we're getting the sort of intuitive lesson from his brother like how to just follow your gut you know, you're, you're confident you have it, just do it. And then in that moment when he's considering the, uh, the partnership, that whole, like, I, let me tell you what racing means to me in this moment. Like I know what this means and I know how good this can be for me, but I am also a part of this family and these things matter to me more than whatever it is you're selling me. So let me tell you about these really important things, this very specific time with my dad and what it means to me before I say anything about this. And then it's like, yeah, that matters more to me than this. And this is literally the antithesis of everything good happening out here. So it's a no. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> yeah.
0: I know. I know. I know what I'm worth and I know what is good for me. And that and which plays into like the relationship with his brother, like following your gut, following your intuition, knowing when something feels right or feels wrong in this moment, allowing those two very unique relationships to influence. Like, yeah. I'm going to say no, despite this being a one what on the surface looks like a wonderful opportunity, because this is not correct for me. This isn't the right choice. And I know that. And I learned that from these relationships with people that I love.
1: Yeah, I I think it was brilliant. And I also think paired with um, Royalton, who is like every fucking CEO who is like, I built this from the ground, like has this like small business fantasy and he's like, Oh well, you know, I mean, we're just a little family here. You you just our family? Yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. So yeah. and they never give I feel like they never give you a moment where he's like truly humanized. Because like no. when you have that status and that wealth, how can you? Jeff Bezos literally just went to space to get a perspective a new perspective on life. Fucking what <laughs> like that you're jeff, so out of touch with humanity that you jeff, have jeff. to leave earth
0: in, for in this, five in minutes the, in the same way that a lot of straight guys uh do hallucinogenics for the first time and they're like i've discovered empathy um jeff bezos had to go to space to even consider the idea of empathy and that of other people of humanity <laughs> that people exist and have lives um god i hope he dies
1: i really do He's uh, just Awful. And he's, like, one of those people that is, like, the rules don't apply to me. Like, I set the rules for everybody else. Like, and you even see that, like, with, and I'm pretty sure that this is intentional, where it's, like, you know, they're in the car and there's, like, all the segues that are following the lines that are, like, supposed to be those lanes. And he's just kind of, like, Going drifting. in and out yeah. and drifting yeah. and all of that, and everybody's having to like go around him when he's allowed to exist outside of the rules that have been created and that he created for everybody. But mm-hmm. like he expects everybody else to follow that, and if they don't, mm-hmm. then um, you're gonna get hurt.
0: And then also, just the whole uh, relationship with what's his name, like Platinum Lugnuts. What was that guy's name, Cannonball? Cannonball Platinum Lugnuts. Congrats <laughs> to me for that chef's kiss of a name but that whole thing of like kind of selling your soul and like the look he gives speed on the way out where it's like yep he'll literally make your dreams come true everything he says he'll do great and then they're leaving and he's like hey this is bad this place is evil please don't do this sort of assumedly I know that there's probably a little jealous tinge to the look as well but um And then the, the whole last race where he's like the one to be cannonball is like the record holder or the uh, the the official reigning champ of this race. And then the only way to like stop him is to cheat. And then I loved I mean, let's dip into the fucking car action and the choreography. Oh, my choreo- God. Oh, my God. Car Can choreography. we? Because it, it's so well done. Car
1: fighting look fast fast and furious has shit on this fucking movie they have fucking nothing
0: no truly like it i could not believe how much of it there was and how good it all was as well because usually there'd be like one really good like fight scene or whatever one really like nicely choreographed like gorgeous hero sequence that like that's the one that's the one that we love but throughout it all like I never got tired of him jumping over cars. Of and him punching that, people like, in the
1: face while yeah. he's jumping over the thing. Amazing. Oh, my Soft. God.
0: Or like, what was the, what was the, um, when they're in the 5,000 or whatever, I think it's him or is it uh, his brother? X. I forget who it is, but like, it's like a jump sideways but then knocks the other car and spins it that car spins into another car and then they land there's a whole cloud of mess behind them and they keep driving and i was like i think the announcers of the grand prix too were like
1: what was that <laughs>
0: like <laughs> like freaking out over the move either way all of it was gorgeous and cool and it just looked like beautiful because everything was so intentionally vibrant and so primary and so like intense and like Yummy, yummy candy. So seeing yummy, yummy candy cars doing yummy, yummy candy flips all around each other and just like.
1: Literally oh. the cars flipped in tandem and punched him in the air. Like yeah. punched his face because they were that close in this car. And I'm just like. Oh. And then they're, like, literally throwing and fucking hitting and doing, like, and they're, like, spinning all the way the fuck over these wacky-ass, <laughs> um, like, Mario Kart-esque tracks. Yeah. And it's so good. It's so it's good. so good. Bees? There was bees? Somebody was oh, going to throw b- yeah. bees at somebody?
0: Oh, uh, <laughs> obsessed. Like, obviously an oil slick, obviously a saw, obviously, obviously. A, a tire. Um... The,
1: the tire uh, battle the, yeah.
0: the tire. Ugh. Well, also the fact like I know that this was in the show, but like the if you get a flat tire and immediate like regrowth or whatever, like your spare will just like auto Oh, obsessed.
1: Also, and the tire spikes.
0: When, ugh, come on.
1: If you crash, then you just go into this cute little bubble.
0: What a cool element to add. Like. We're family friendly
1: and it's also cute and it's on brand. It takes
0: away the severity of death because there is an assumption in this. Like if you get into an accident, you will probably die. So for them to throw that element in there it's like, yeah, it's a race. But like we've developed this. so Like you won't really get hurt.
1: And that also makes Rex's death even more wild. Right. Because it's not just like every race, 25
0: people die. Nobody's supposed to die. That's the point. (laughs) Like they've developed this.
1: This is why retelling stories can be good. Who would have looked at Speed Racer and been like, ah, yeah, I can do I can do so good with this. Let's do that.
0: Yeah. Let's fucking
1: do that. Right. This is a great example of you actually can do incredibly well with, you know, with a nothing show and turn it into something incredible where we're having these awesome discussions on masculinity and different portrayals of that and overcoming trauma and talking about your feelings within a patriarchal society and like i mean seriously i can't think of another another film where that whole thing with pops and with the the sons and with like talking about feelings i can't think of a film where it was done better
0: truly i couldn't name it name it i couldn't couldn't do it uh, what a treat. What a good movie. I know.
1: I'm so glad you watched it.
0: <laughs> I'm really happy I watched it too. We've made it back from the trenches. We're here. We've arrived. Hello. Eric. It is it. A- yes.
1: What did you think of the original Speed Racer? Who yeah. is it for? Um,
0: it was for It was for general consumption.
1: I think yeah, in the 60s, it's hard to have something that is... It's,
0: yeah, it's not, like, pegged for an audience. It's it's pegged for, like, wide audience consumption.
1: Yeah, I think also it's just... It was a cartoon that was fun for, like, the dads to watch with their kids. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's about cars and cars are manly. Yeah. Um. Did you like it?
0: Yeah, I liked it enough. I thought it was fine. I'm not taken by it. The show was okay. It was a little boring, a little snoozy. Mm-hmm. Um I thought it was beautiful, but that was kind of it. What did you think? Did you like I, it? I
1: I feel the exact same way. I I do like it, you know. Um yeah. I liked it when I was a kid. I like it now. Um it's great to just kind of like have on in the background in the same way that you would do that with um like I've done that with um some of the older Hanna Barbera stuff or yeah. um the old Star Trek animated show which is also such a treat but yeah like so for me it's just that vintage classic cartoon vibe where like these tropes that I mean you can see where all of those tropes come from where it's like ah I gotta go to the shark blah 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 and it's like here's the shark okay cool now we're over here like <laughs> yeah. you know like the these things that like spawned so many jokes and this uh, like and a whole new branch of comedy was or like i i like that and i think it's very sweet and charming because it's not trying to do that that's just what it what what it is because that is when it came out and that was how you told stories um what about the remake uh was it new interesting or the same progressive regressive how has the story evolved with today's ideals
0: It was new and interesting. It was very progressive in the way that it depicted the depth of not only male friendship, but relationships at large, like we've discussed. Um, I think it changed with today's ideals just in terms of like positively in explaining more uh, in depth, the nuance of character, both the goodness and badness of people and, and the sort of intersectionality of all of these different sort of identities kind of meshing together in this, we're just people and it's 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 playing on the basis of the original show but it's it's really taking the time to be specific and intentional with literally every character gorgeous obsessed
1: yeah um i think that it was new i think it was interesting and i think it was also the same at the same token mostly because there wasn't really a lot to go off of but, yeah. you know, you could absolutely like you can see like the casting was incredibly intentional. The coloring was intentional. Like that's why watching it, I was like, oh, yeah, this is absolutely Speed Racer. There was not a doubt in my mind that this is what Speed Racer was like watching it growing up,
0: yeah, which, I, which
1: was really cool. But again, like going back and comparing, it's absolutely new. It's super interesting and super fun. It's so progressive in the way that it deals with. Again, with um, masculinity and cyclical relationships and just father and son dynamics and growth and showing feelings are fine and it's okay. And it's okay if those feelings are witnessed by others, you know. Yeah. And I love that every character in the racer family felt like they had space and they were allowed to take up that space and have their feelings do whatever. And it didn't belittle them and it didn't... um it wasn't done in like a patronizing way. Who do you think this was for? Um,
0: not Emil Hirsch's career. Um, I don't know. Everyone like it's. I think it's definitely for fans of Speed Racer because I do think it does it like they did. It, they did their due diligence in hyper-realizing this IP. I think it's for like. I don't know. It's for car people. It's for cartoon people. It's for good story people it's for action people it's for uh fun funny people i don't know it's like i feel like it's really for a lot of different people i don't really have like an interesting quip and i'm being genuine and earnest here but i do think it's for a lot of people everyone i'm gonna say everyone
1: yeah i think that this is a movie that can be for like generally when you say like a for everybody like it either means it's very very bad or it's very very good yeah exactly um there is no in between (laughs) and i do think that this movie is for everybody i think it's maybe a little bit more for like you said like the speed fans i think like the adult swim generation what up and just like children like i think this is the kind of media that when this is out there and when you know you're presented with i know i keep fucking harping on it but like it is so true like these different versions of masculinity and uh familial dynamics and masculine strength within like you know honesty and emotions and learning and growth and like you know not having to be static like i really 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 think that these kinds of things and this kind of media is i mean this whole movie is also about how like the influence that the influence media can have on you right like his dad and him are just so fucking stoked on this one race and they're able to bond over that and they see hope within that and it's just so like it really changes who they are and Like, so seeing something like this, even if it's just like, you know, like you watch it on like a Sunday with your mom or whatever, and you're like a kid, like that's presenting you a new idea that even if you don't recognize it, it's there, you know, and it's because when you look at Pop's character, right, he's... He's a boomer. Right. He's very much a boomer. He's very much like, you know, like, oh, I'm a small man, you know, with my humble shop. And, (laughs) you know, like really like the character of Pops, like could very easily just be like shitty, dude, just be like, which
0: as he was in the first. But the fact that it's this is a way more interesting version and a more human version of this character. The sure. only
1: thing they changed with this character is empathy.
0: Empathy, yeah. They empathy literally and were growth. like, hey, understand that your actions and your sort of like masculine abusive tendencies affect people and he's like oh for sure let me just tell my kids i love them yes you're a better person now please just that's it <laughs> and that changes everything that's all it the context everything. and that gives yeah. context
1: to the characters that gives context for Ugh. you as the viewer and all of that and that changes my reaction to him as a character so like They're i think so boring. oh my god they are yeah and i like so watching this again like you are able to mm-hmm. see how this works, and the more media that we have like this that normalizes this kind of these kinds of male relationships, I think yeah. is great. Yeah. So E for everybody, but truly because because it is. Um, did you like it?
0: I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I liked it more than I thought I was going to like it. Um, I thought I would like it. I thought I would enjoy it. Just visually, the Wachowskis and Christina Ricci, I was like, cool. I'm on board. And John Goodman, sign me up here for it. I was surprised by how good it was, and I really, really loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Did you like it?
1: Oh my God, I loved it. I still love it. I still want to be Trixie. Oh my God, she's so cool. (laughs) She's so cool. She's so cool. Um, I love this movie. I will watch this movie every fucking day. It is so good. It's great. So good. I think that's it. Uh, If you want to talk more about uh, Speed Racer and how much, how fucking good it is, hit me up. Hit us up. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Don't forget to rate and review us and follow us on social media and all of the things.
0: Also, don't forget to go subscribe to our Patreon. We have a whole different show there. Similar sort of a companion piece. Anyways, you'll get access to all of that for as little as $3 a month. You'll love it. You have input on some of the episodes that we're doing just come chat with us and, like, give us a little bit of money. Mm. um. But also, go check us out. We just started a TikTok. Um, oh, gee, we did. So go follow us on TikTok also because that's where people are getting some whatever. And um, we do love a little bit of attention. Not in, like, a gross, like, hungry capitalist kind of way, but in, like, a kind of fun, post-capitalist, kind of ironic, but semi-genuine, earnest love of just... Uh, affection. So go and make that happen for us. Or help us make that happen for us as a group. Thank you.
1: At nostalgia pod on TikTok. Or nostalgia Instagram. dot pod. N- yeah. That's nostalgia.pod.
0: Nostalgia, dot pod. nostalgia yeah. dot pod. Is that on all that's on all of our
1: Except stuff. for Twitter. Oh Twitter's interesting. the Twitter's the weird one. That one yeah. there. But we don't really twit.
0: We or... don't twit. We're not we're not We're tweeting. not tweeters. No. <laughs> Unforged. <unfortunately. laughs> I had to get off Twitter it hurt my brain. Oh, I hurt wrong. my brain. I mean it made my brain sad. Yeah, um,
1: it's a bad place. It's it it's can be a good place but place. it really
0: is just a lot of stuff. But anyways, <laughs> go follow us on stuff.
1: Our artwork and music is by Eric Lefebvre. Editing Hello. is by Danny Barkley and thank you again for listening and thank you Eric.
0: Thank you, Jazz.
1: And remember, stay cute
0: and stay critical. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network.
1: Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more.
0: Hey, everybody! I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best of lists.
1: With the help of our closest friends. These lists
0: are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From misfits to Cher. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, the Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast.